0: that this is how the enemy has taken over bodies of Christ today. I believe that this is how slyly, secretly, passively, not aggressively, passively, the enemy has come in and taken over churches, God-fearing, God-loving people, Because this religious sect of the Pharisees, although they no longer exist, the spirit of religiosity lives on. How do I know this? Because I was this.
1: It's time now for the Autumn Miles Show.
0: Hey guys, it's your girl, Autumn Miles. Welcome to another just amazing episode of the Autumn Miles show. Happy summer. I hope you're out there doing all the summer things. We are coming off of July 4th, you guys. Can you, does anyone even, can you even believe it is July 4th or past July 4th already? What in the world is happening I feel like it was literally just Memorial day and here we are like in the middle of the summer, what happened here? I hope you guys are enjoying this time that, uh, this summertime, man, I love the little fireflies at night and all the little trips to go get ice cream at night with my kids and you know, all the things. It's such a fun time, but I hope you are catching up on all your shows Um, that we have been doing. We've been bringing you brand new shows consistently uh, for several, well, for like three years now. So um, thank you guys so much for listening along. We are going to do week three of Holiness today, okay? Now, I have absolutely loved this series. I feel like this is a series that is necessary. (laughs) it's very hopeful when you kind of look at what's going on in the world and stuff. And it's like, is there anything good out there? Like all I hear is bad, everything. Yes. Yes, there is. There is a God who is holy, who is holy. And that God, our God, our savior is in control. So yes, there is something good out there. And he makes every decision, not out of his own evil agenda because that's not possible with God. His holy agenda. He is holy. He is good. And everything he does comes outside of that amazing quality in his character. I just feel like somebody needs to hear that out there. Okay, so... We're going to get into day three of holy after the break. We're going to talk about, Hey, how are you going to be holy? Okay. God's holy. You got to be holy. God said, be holy for I am holy. So we're going to talk about that after the break. What is happening in my life? Okay. So here's the deal. (laughs) I love to travel. I mean, I'm so thankful that I, I get to travel for my job, but also I just love to travel. It's hard for me to sit in the same place. For a long period of time, like after about a month, I'm like, where are we gonna go? you know even if it's like to Fort Worth because I live in Dallas, I'm like let's let's head over to Fort Worth. I just I love to see new things. I love to time is like my vibe, okay so I'm constantly wanting to go somewhere. my husband knows that this about me and he is he is all about it. he's like, great, where you want to go? Let's just get in the car. let's like you know book trip somewhere. So my family lives in Indiana and you know listen my parents live in Indiana. I love to go to Indiana. I love to go in the fall in Indiana. So if I'm gonna like take a trip to Indiana I want to go in the fall because I want to see the leaves because we don't get much leaves down here in in good old Texas. However our summer is the only time we're going to get to go this year and I was telling my mom, like, we always go in the fall because I love the leaf so much. I mean, my name's Autumn. Hello. <laughs> so <laughs> I told her, Grace is going to be a senior in a month, you guys. She's going to be a senior in a month, in one month. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Anyway, tangent. But I told her, we can't come in the fall. As a matter of fact, we can't come at Thanksgiving and we can't come on Christmas because, <laughs> We just have a lot going on over here. We have a, like a fully functioning family. And she's she was a little bummed, but we did have three days open up that we could go see her. And so, and my dad, my dad, I would say my mom, but they obviously they've been married forever and they live in the same house and, you know, love each other and all that. Mom and dad. So we get in the car on a whim. We drive to Indiana. We drive straight to Indiana. God bless me, and I'm going to get crowns in heaven for just taking the trip to Indiana from Dallas, 13 hours. It's crazy. Anyway, we get there, and my dad is in the car with my husband, and he says, we should go. Check out some fireworks. Well, in Indiana, in their town, they're allowed to shoot off fireworks. In Texas and Dallas, we cannot shoot off fireworks. I mean, we're not supposed to. I don't think. Like, I've never officially seen a law about it, but we're not supposed to do it. And so we don't do it. We always go see fireworks, you know, in downtown or whatever. But my dad's like, you got, you want to go find some fireworks. So my dad, my brother, who is, you know, younger than me, but, you know, he's... (laughs) (laughs) He's a very free spirit, kind of a wild card. You never know what you're going to get with him. My dad, my brother, and my husband go and get fireworks. I don't know this is happening because, you know, they're not telling us. They come back with, I don't even know how many fireworks. Why is it at a fireworks place, it's buy one, get 15 free? Like, how does that make sense? If you're paying for one, but you're getting 15 free, how much does that one actually cost? like two cents? What is the markup on fireworks? That's what I mean to know. So I look at Eddie and I'm like, how much money did you spend? And he's like, I spent 30 bucks, but we had like 300 fireworks. And I'm going, what is happening? So we begin the process with, mind you, three eight-year-olds, a six-year-old, a baby, and then my older kids who like, you know, jude is fairly responsible and grace couldn't care less she sent with me with all the adults they start letting off these fireworks no, there's no like no one tells the eight-year-olds like don't come near the, i mean we told them like don't come near the fireworks but we're not really thinking about it because i don't ever shoot off fireworks all of a sudden there's bottle rockets everywhere my dad is like having a panic attack and um he says he makes a decree after about the fifth firework we need to have rules for these fireworks. And he kind of lays down the law as he likes to do, even though I'm 42 years old. Pretty funny. Love my dad. Anyway, he says we have to be careful with the fireworks. And then this is what happens. And I I wish I was kidding. He picks up a firework that has not been lit. And he, I guess he thinks it was lit. And he takes it. And we're all sitting around a fire because it's cold in Indiana at night right now. What's that all about? Come down to the 110 degree here in Texas. So he takes his firework because I think he's going to burn like the cardboard because I think he he thinks it's already uh, used. And he throws it in the fire that we're all sitting around. There's like nine of us sitting around this fire and he's like, everyone be safe. And then he throws a firework in the fire and it goes off and it scares everyone. And we're all like, oh my gosh. And he's like, okay guys, I'm really, really sorry. And then he does it again. he picks up a firework that hasn't been lit and throws it in the fire that we're sitting around. So this is what we learned. Don't do fireworks at home. (laughs) I didn't know that you could do them uh, in Indiana. I, they live in a small town, or a smaller town, but um, apparently you can, but just, you know, I don't know. Don't let my dad hold one that's not already been lit because he'll throw it in a fire and scare you to death. Anyway, that is uh, what was just happening in my life. I hope you guys had an awesome 4th. I love the 4th of July and we are going to, like just run right into the summer with some really awesome stuff from God's Word. I will chat with you about holiness when I come back from the break. I'll see you sec. Every day, a
2: new day. Yeah, vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day. Yeah. Let's go. X Y Z A. Yeah. Looking for a passionate speaker to bring the Word of God for your next conference or church function? We've got the girl for you. Autumn Miles is the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministries with the goal of spiritually challenging the way people think. Autumn is dedicated to teaching the Bible in an engaging and relatable way so that everyone can experience the Lord in a deeper way. Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the Word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. So what are you waiting for? You can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement today. Just go to autumnmiles.com. Once there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab. Click on it and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. Every day... A new day, yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go. X-Y-Z-A. Yeah.
0: So welcome back. I hope you enjoyed my firework story. I love my dad. My dad's really fun to pick on. And so we do. (laughs) Because it's fun. I think he acts like he doesn't like it until like you know the next morning and then he like laughs at his own self so he's um he's got a big sense of humor just like we all do hope you enjoyed that okay let's transition into a conversation i want to have with you guys i was praying about you know what do we do for week three of holiness there's no way three weeks are gonna allow me to unpack, you know, the, the divinity and the depth of the holiness of God. So we are definitely doing a kind of a scratch the surface type thing. But this is one verse that I knew that I wanted to cover because I think it's important that we keep holiness. I know this is not like a wowie or like a, I don't know, a topic that everyone's like, oh, holiness. But it is vital to those of us that are pursuing righteousness to be reminded of these truths about God. God is holy. He is holy. He offers, week two, holy ground. When God himself, his spirit himself descends upon where we are and speaks to us we have holy ground moments those things are pivotal to direction to peace to comfort when god himself steps into our space as we know he always is but when he manifests himself and you can feel it and you can see it and you can and you can sense it our life is about to change for direction, for comfort, for peace. Our life is about to change. And so I, I covered those the first week. God's holiness is his why. Everything that he does is based out of his holiness. Everything. Everything. Everything that he is based out of his holiness. Nothing that God does escapes his holiness filter. Period. Period because God is holy. Week two, holy ground. Week three, be holy for I am holy. Now I'm going to try to make this really, really, really deep conversation, maybe more palatable. Okay. There was a lady that I was talking to at my church, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and you can tell this woman walks with the Lord. She is full of joy. She's full of grace there's a grace about her. You know, those people I'm talking about, you just, you, there's a, when I say there's a grace about her, there's a welcoming sense about her. Every time I see her, she is, you know, there's just a welcoming presence. And that, that's not a personality thing. That's a grace thing. Okay. And I was having a conversation with her a couple of weeks ago and I was, you know, asking for, obviously I'm doing this, I am heading up planting churches in women's prisons at my church. And so I was talking to her and she was like, I'm, I've been praying for you. And, and she was just kind of going through, um, you know, what she was praying and stuff like that. And she said, you know, one, one day I want to sit down and tell you my story. And I was like, I would love that. I mean, I'm like all about hearing about people's stories, but she says, I want you to know I do everything in my power to keep my hands clean to do the right thing, to listen to the Lord. And in a very small little soundbite way, she was describing a life that is lived in holiness. And I think sometimes, you know, in a world that's like, hey, just dabble in this. It's okay. Or just dabble in that. Or just take look at this for a little bit. Or let's just talk this way for a little bit. We have forgotten how freeing to our souls it is to walk unattached to worldliness. There is a freedom that takes place when we are striving for holiness that is not available to us when we're dabbling in worldliness. I'm going to break this down for you, okay? Okay. But as she was talking, I was drawn to what she was saying. Um, listen, Autumn, I do the best that I can. I live a clean life, not like with soap, like a righteous life. It wasn't haughty. It wasn't like, I am this, whatever. It was gracious. She was humble. And I was really drawn to that. And I wanted to use her as, as, as an example today because we're going to talk about the difference between religion and holiness, religiosity And holiness, and maybe some checks and balances to make sure we're in the holiness group and not in the the religiosity group. Okay. It's going to be more of a conversation today. Okay. Rather than a preaching session. First Peter 1 13 is awesome uh, because Peter, my boy, is talking about holiness. Let me read it for you. Therefore, this is Peter. Now, Peter, I don't know if Peter would have said this pre-crucifixion. Peter, you know, we we see all this stuff that Peter says and we're like, dang, Peter, what's up? Like he is like a boss. You know what I mean? But think of Peter pre-crucifixion. Peter was a train wreck. (laughs) So the grace of God completely immersed peter was immersed in the grace of god and through that whole process and through the process of being baptized in the holy spirit at the day of pentecost we see a totally different peter so here peter is throwing out these major truth bombs and um it's like peter hello (laughs) are you the same guy that was in you know matthew and mark and luke and john therefore first peter at 113 prepare your minds listen he's going to tell you right here this is how you're going to be holy prepare your minds for action keep sober in spirit okay keep keep alert in spirit watch out for your spirit prepare your minds for action keep a check on your spirit. Now listen to what he says here. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Keep your hope completely on grace, the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. For 14 as obedient children, do not be conformed back to the former lust all the stuff you struggled with before you're a believer don't get caught back in that trap okay don't go there press on move forward which were yours in your ignorance without without god he's saying without god we're you know we, we didn't know anything about god so now that we have god don't be ignorant live like you don't know god for 15 but like the holy one who called you be holy yourselves as in all your behavior 16 because it is written you shall be holy for i am holy now i'm going to read this again because i'm going to unpack this a little bit therefore prepare your minds for action keep a check Keep sober in your spirit. Keep a check on your spirit. What's happening on the inside of you? Are you convicted? Do Are you listening to what the uh, Spirit of God is telling you? Are you being obedient? Are you walking in faith? How is your spirit? Fix your hope, not on rules. Fix your hope on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, don't conform. Don't go back. To what you struggled with before you were with Christ. 16. Because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Now, he is quoting from Leviticus. Okay. Now everyone hates Leviticus. I mean, I love Leviticus. Leviticus 25 is like the bomb. Okay. It talks all about the year of Jubilee, almost named Haven Jubilee, the whole thing. Okay but he is talking about what is written in Leviticus and Leviticus is one of those uh books in the Bible that really nobody wants to go to because it's all the law, okay? It's not boring. It's fascinating. But if you're going to pick up the Bible, you're probably not going to open it straight up to Leviticus and be like, "Ooh, laws about animals for food. Let me <laughs> let me dig into that." I mean, it's very interesting how everything kind of intersects in the the Bible, but it's not our go-to book typically. I love it, but maybe you hate it. Okay. However, he is referring back to something very, very important that is written in Leviticus. Leviticus 1144 says this, for I am the Lord, your God, consecrate yourselves and be holy for I am holy and you shall not make yourselves unclean with any swarming things that swarm on the earth. Okay. 45, for I am the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God. Thus, you shall be holy for I am holy. Now, what is God saying here? Leviticus talks more than any other book about Being holy for I am holy. And God keeps putting that in front of us in the book of Leviticus because he's giving us the law. He's saying, listen, this is the way you are going to atone for sin. This is pre-Jesus, pre-crucifixion, pre-resurrection. They had to abide by the law in order to um, to have their sins atoned. So he's saying, be holy. Obey. Do this. For I am holy. Holy. I want to just kind of sit in this because I think the idea of us being holy, like, I'm never going to walk up to anyone and be like, what's up? I'm autumn. I'm holy. <laughs> like, you know, It's just, I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me. I feel like I kind of know my own heart. I know that I really need the blood of Jesus. Um, so it's hard for me to even process calling myself holy and yet because we have been given the blood of jesus christ to pay for our sins god calls us that listen i want you to go to first peter 2 9. listen to what peter says but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people for god's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you were once not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy. We receive mercy when we get saved, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lust which wage war against your soul. And he goes on to say, keep your behavior excellent. Do the right thing. Walk in grace. I'm adding that in. But God makes a point here. Be holy because I'm holy. I'm consecrated. I'm set apart. You, based on my son, can be consecrated. You can be set apart. Now, we're never going to be perfect because he is perfect. But one of the beautiful things that Peter is trying to tell us here is live in a way that pleases God. Live in a way that pleases God. I want to break this down and not necessarily talk. I want to parallel what I think the enemy has gotten in and said to us about live in a way that pleases God. Live in a way that pleases God means receive the mercy of God. Walk in the grace of of God. Walk in integrity, renew your mind, listen to the Spirit. And I could go on and on and on about the ways that we can walk in the principles and the the teachings of the scripture. But this is what God does not say. Be religious because I am religious. He doesn't call us To be religious, he calls us, even in the Old Testament in Leviticus, to be holy. I want to parallel these two things for you because I just, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. You guys are amazing. I love hearing from you. I love that you guys are so engaged in what we do. But I think every once in a while we need to just take a check on where we sit especially those of us that have been kind of walking with God for a long time. It's so easy, you guys. It's easy for everybody to slide into maybe walking out religion and not holiness. I want to parallel those things for you. Remember when Jesus came, you know, when he was talking to the Pharisees, he had the absolute I mean, some of the stuff that he said to the Pharisees is like, makes your, what what was like figures on the chalkboard. He called them whitewashed tombs. He said, you know, their prayers were meaningless. They were evil. They were prideful. I mean, when Jesus came into those Pharisees, who was the religious sect of the day that actually influenced politics as well, he came in and he came in with a sword to those people's egos. He was like, slash, 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 you are a whitewashed tomb. You look good on the outside, but you're hollow and dead in the inside. It's was like, dang, Jesus, what are you doing? But I believe that this is how the enemy has taken over bodies of Christ today. I believe that this is how slyly, secretly, passively, not aggressively, passively, the enemy has come in and taken over churches, God-fearing, God-loving people, because this religious sect of the pharisees although they no longer exist the spirit of religiosity lives on how do i know this because i was this i remember growing up and you know listen there's a lot of good church in my a lot of good people in my home church growing up but it was so rules based on everything it was like you know (laughs) We just didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. Like I had to learn the Holy Spirit all for myself once I became a believer and met the Holy Spirit. I was like, oh, okay, 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 third person in the Trinity, what's up? Let's have a conversation and build a relationship because I literally know nothing about you. So for 20 years of my life, I lived obeying all of the rules and all of the rules was basically in order to please everybody else because the rules that my church, the unwritten rules that my church preached, the unwritten rules that just, uh, you know, church preached back in that day was what you had to do or else. I know what the difference is between holiness and, and religion. And I just want to make sure that for all the thousands of you guys that listen, we, as we bear the name of Christ, we're walking like that lady that I told you about at the beginning of the podcast. I'm walking with clean hands. I'm walking with a pure heart. I'm confessing my sin. I'm walking in grace. I'm receiving the mercy. Do the right thing. i listen to the Spirit rather than Don't do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then you're holy. The Pharisees had the appearance of holiness, but they were whitewashed tombs. And this is why I say this. Holiness, the object of holiness, when you are living a holy life, God is at the center of what you do. He's just at the center. The grace, the mercy, The love, the compassion of God himself rules your life. How you know the difference is you're walking in holiness, God controls your life. When you're walking in religion and religion is ruling your life, you are the focus. In conversations with people, you'll pick this up when they'll say, God is leading me, you know, to... Take this step of faith or whatever. God is constantly the focus. He is on the minds. He is on the hearts of people that are walking in a holy lifestyle. They need the blood of Jesus. Religious people and people that are walking in what they think is the strength of religion, they are the sinner. Holiness is God. Religion is me. God, me, God, me. And I know this, guys, because walking in just the spirit of religion, I wanted to look good. I wanted to pray right to impress somebody else. I wanted to make sure that my shorts weren't too short. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to go, you know, see that movie Because what if somebody saw me and they thought that I was, you know, I was the preacher's kid, but what if they were, what if they saw me there? What would they think? And when, when I met the Lord and when he radically changed my life and when I met the Holy Spirit of God and gave him control, the motivation was no longer me and how I looked. The motivation was, God, what do you want me to do and how do you want me to live? I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but He lives in me. It changed the way I operate. I don't do things because I want someone to, I don't want someone to look down on me. Now I do things because, God, what do you think about this? What does your word say about this? That is the difference between religion, living a life with religion as your center, and living a holy life. Religion says me. Holiness, says God. This can go to so many different things, guys. Judgment. Judge not, lest you be judged. God clearly says, judge not. But I know a lot of Judge duties out there, and it ain't just the one that comes on at 4 o'clock every day, guys. God is our judge. We're not. I just want to bring this to the forefront of what we're saying, because some of the—and I know this is not like, you know, ooh maybe you hate this, maybe you already turned me off. But I've heard so many people lately say, you know, I'm leaving because I just realized there's so many people out there that are all about rules and that are looking down on me and there's not a place for me in church. And I want to make sure that us as a group, we're just striving towards we're asking the Lord to lead and to guide and to direct our lives in such a way that people would be drawn to us because people are drawn to people that are resonating the power of Jesus Christ. People are not drawn to people that are preaching through their lives, religion. I um, realized that when I started, I don't know, people started watching my videos and stuff like that. I love black nail polish because I do. I don't, I mean, where in the Bible does it say thou shalt not wear black nail polish? It it just doesn't say it anywhere. I didn't think anything about it, you guys. I I, I have never looked at my nails and thought, oh, they're so sinful. That's ridiculous. Guess what? Because we all have fingernails. <laughs> I didn't know nails were so, you know, treacherous territory. Had no idea. Never thought about it. Always been a girly girl. Never even thought about it. I wore black nail polish one time and it was like, I don't know. It's actually happened multiple times. I can tell you a couple of stories, but I'll tell you one story in particular. I wore black nail polish and I was hired to go speak at a church, not thinking anything about it. Nothing. Because we all have fingernails. And i go speak at this church and a girl comes up to me and she's buying my book at the table and she was like when you wear that black nail polish i just really can't watch your videos (laughs) and i was like what i actually couldn't believe she was saying what she was saying i mean just black nail polish just to me is just really evil and i'm like what are you talking about? It was just shocking to me. So, I guess she didn't watch my videos when I was having had black nail polish on. But all of a sudden, I started, you know, getting through the Facebook lives that we would do and all this kind of stuff, all of this like judgment based on the fact that I was, I even had long nails. If they were black, oh my goodness, the comments were ridiculous. And they were all professing Christians. And I, Began to get so grieved at the fact that I was here working so hard on what I was going to be putting out. I was working so hard on the message and studying and praying and asking the Lord, Lord, come in and, you know, speak for me and just, you know, take over my mouth and all of these things. And a bunch of people, they couldn't because of my nails. They couldn't get past the fact that I had fingernails to listen to what I said. It was so sad. It grieved my spirit in the deepest way. And the Lord just spoke to me one day when it was like, you know, sometimes it gets relentless. We block everybody now that does that stuff because, you know, there's another ministry for them out there somewhere. God love them. God bless them. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me one day and they're like, the problem is not you. You. The problem is the religious spirit that is influencing them. And I started doing a bunch of studying on Pharisees and almost wrote an entire book about Pharisees and um, just that spirit because it just drove me so crazy. And the Lord started uncovering to me how the enemy has gotten in our churches. um, And rather than meeting people with grace and truth, grace and truth is love. But rather than meeting people with grace, We're meeting people with a harsh tongue or a harsh, um, you know, we're trying to yell at them into receiving Christ rather than meeting them exactly where they are, showing them who Jesus was to us, inviting them in with us on their journey. Um, The Lord started showing me so many ways that we have taken this be holy for I am holy and turned it into be religious for I'm religious. That's not what God said. So today, I know this is more of a conversation. Maybe it is more of a soapbox uh, for me today. I just want you to remember that as you're walking out this Christian life today, I want you guys just to remember, because we're like, like I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Holiness is important. The way we live is important. The way we interact with people is important. Being in the word is important. Having a a spirit that is clean is important. Confession is important. Repentance is, to me, the best gift that God has ever given us aside from his son. Black fingernails, not important. How loud the music is on Sunday, just deal with it. Not important. Walk. Make sure that you guys are walking with a holiness in mind, with God at the center of what you're doing, applying the scriptures that you know, rather than walking with rules in mind. I have to do this with my kids all the time. You know, it's like, I know all these rules. I know what I was taught when I was a kid, but Eddie and I have... We really focus on listening to the Spirit of God in your life. This is, you know, what the Bible says. This is what the the right thing to do is when we're uh, parenting. Many times, matter of fact, I just did this with my son. I said, "This is what the Bible says. This is what this is what I believe the direction that we need to go in." But I want you to take a day, and I want you to pray about this, and I want you to. Ask God what you should do personally. And he came back to me with with the most beautiful answer after he had talked to God about it. We're teaching them to walk with God as the center of your life, not rules at the center of your life. Because obviously there are principles and there's rules in scripture, but walk as God is your leader. Have your actions match your mouth when it comes to your life. And I'm telling you, it changes everything. Your demeanor. It changes how people interact with you. It literally changes everything. Be holy, for I am holy, consecrated, set apart. Keep your lives clean. that's what i want to talk to you guys about today i know this is short i know this is uh definitely not what we normally do but sometimes we just need to have like a little check right we just need to look at ourselves and say what is motivating me is it rules which is driving people away from from god or is it the spirit of god which is driving people towards the lord which one is it Let me just pray for you guys. And I really want to pray for you. I want to pray for your churches because I just feel like we have such a big job right now to come in and to be the light and the darkness. And I don't want the enemy to come in and bring any more of this religious spirit against the church. The bride of Christ. Lord, we love you today. And God, I just, I know this is more of a conversation, God, but it's on my heart. And I know it's on your heart. And sometimes we just need to have these family conversations where you need to be our motivation, God. Now, how we look, not how we sound, now we spectacular prayer we are. You're our motivation. You're our why. So, Lord, I pray for that precious those precious ears, God, that are listening right now. I pray, Lord, that you would break down a wall of religion, even in someone's heart, Lord, that's listening today. As someone's listening, God, I pray that in what you're bringing to my mind right now, if they believe that they need to apologize to someone for having just this religious spirit about them, I pray that they would take a step to do that. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be active and alive and loud in us as we are walking towards you, living this life, just like that lady that I started off with today, with clean hands and a pure heart. We need you. We need you now. We need you in our world. We need you in our culture. We need you in our churches. God, I pray for anyone that is attending a church and they know that they have some some bondage of religion, God. I pray that you would begin to do the work of breaking down some of that pride and haughtiness, Lord, so that church is refocused and resettled on you again. We need you. We need your fresh wind. We need your fresh fire to come in and to do what only you can do. Thank you for your word. Thank you for sometimes the word is hard to hear. But those are the ones that are so transformative in our lives. Thank you, Lord. And God, we love you and we trust you in Jesus name. Amen. Guys, I know that that was, I just keep thinking in my head, wow, this is really different. Yeah, it was different. And sometimes we need that. You know, we need to just be checked. I need to be checked. When I start talking all like in that Christian language that normal people don't understand, I always check myself. Like people don't understand this. The world doesn't understand some of these things that we just say and we think everyone understands. No, they need to be taught. The grace of God needs to be shared. We need to walk in mercy and we need to walk in grace. So I understand that this was different, but it's important, guys. It's important. It's important to check ourselves and to check our hearts and say, how am I walking? Is God my motivation or is rules and religion my motivation? So, okay. I will be back in just a second with a testimony and a question from one of you. I'll see you in a sec.
2: Every day, a new day. Yeah, vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day. Yeah. Let's go. X, Y, Z, A. Yeah.
1: Are you new to this whole Jesus thing and don't know where to start? or maybe you've been following him for a while and you want to dig deeper into the word of God. Then you've come to the right place. Each month, Autumn hosts an online in-depth Bible study through Facebook Live called The Jesus Initiative. The Jesus Initiative is a monthly spiritual challenge to anyone willing to join and grow deeper in their faith. She covers topics such as how to wait when waiting is hard, moving forward in faith even when you're terrified, and how to combat the spiritual warfare in your mind. Autumn's desire is to help break down complex topics in a way that's easy for everyone to understand and implement into their everyday lives. The goal of the Jesus Initiative is to tackle real-life topics in a real-life way, grounded in the Word of God. Understanding the things of God doesn't have to be hard. If you're a believer who wants to grow in your faith and strengthen your relationship with God, these Bible studies will challenge you in all the right ways. Simply search Autumn Miles on Facebook or follow her on Instagram at at Autumn Miles and click the follow button so you can stay in the loop for when the next Bible study starts.
2: Every day, a new day, yeah, vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go X-Y-Z-A, yeah.
0: Okay guys, we are back with a question. I don't really understand this question, but you guys have asked it and so I'm gonna answer it. The question is this, someone asked what to do when your church has told you, you asked for too much prayer. (laughs) They said that they were told that they have asked for too much prayer and had no idea how to respond. I mean, we were just talking about anointing oil, actually, in the break, which is a very interesting concept. But let me tell you, out of James, what the Bible says about prayer. James 5.13 says this, Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He's to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins one to another. Pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. I don't know what church you're going to. (laughs) And of course, I don't know the circumstances behind this. But I know at our church and at the churches that we attend praying, there are actual people there that are waiting every week to pray over you. And, you know, sometimes I see the same person come up for prayer multiple times and they are never turned away. They're never told we're not going to pray for you. They're always welcomed. Um, So I'm not exactly sure what the circumstances are here, but I would just say, let me just make a blanket statement. Go to a church that welcomes weak people and people that have needs that need to be prayed for. Go to a church that understands that you're human and we need to intercede for one another. I'll just make that blanket statement. Again, I don't know the circumstances, but you guys, I wrote this, I wrote gangster prayer. And that was one of my biggest pet peeves is prayer is not welcomed enough in church. Prayer is not a waste of time. Prayer is a way for us to intercede for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so that would be a warning sign for me personally, if I went to a church and they're like, Autumn, you're a little too far gone. You asked for too much prayer. I don't know that I would stay in a church like that, not knowing the circumstances, of course. So uh, that would be the answer to that question. I have an awesome testimony today. Celebrated three years sober. Of all substances, this past Sunday, and it's my understanding that this person bought cupcakes for everyone at their church because they were so proud of being sober from all substances for three years. Guys, that's something to celebrate. Miracles are happening amongst us. They're all around us. They are amongst us, you guys. And man, I just love you guys so much. We are going to start a new series, probably a long series about practical. It's coming up very soon. You are not going to want to miss it. Probably the week after next, we're going to talk about how do you practically do some of the things that, uh, how do you walk out your faith practically? Okay. So. Look forward to that. I can't wait. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to this series on holiness. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I will be back next week with a fresh message from God's word for you. I'll see you then.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, you can check out the many resources that Autumn has available. From her books and past episodes to her video series. We've got all the tools you need to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com To get connected and for more encouraging content, you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. We appreciate your prayers and support for this ministry. It's because of you that we have been able to impact millions of people worldwide and that we can continue to serve those who need to hear Autumn's message of victory and promise. Find out how you can come alongside us when you go to autumnmiles.com. Just search the top of the index for the support tab. Thank you for listening in today and be sure to join us next time for another episode of The Autumn Miles Show.